Welcome to Atomic Moms, a modern parenting podcast about the joys and complexities of caring for our children and ourselves. I'm Ellie Noss, and each week we celebrate and commiserate with best-selling authors, parenting experts, and moms around the world. Hi, everybody. I am in Bridget Maloney Sinclair's dining room. Little George, one-month-old George, is sitting in her lap giving her the most loving, big, like, googly eyes of adoration. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Ellie. So in this episode, we're going to call our girlfriend, Becca, who you guys met two months ago with our, (laughs) I don't know, our We're Expecting episode. Becca is third trimester, just started it, kicking it off with a baby moon. So we're going to be calling her in Hawaii. I'm going to be touching base with Bridget about everything that's going on in her life. And we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts for showing up uh, when your friend has a baby. Like maybe you don't show up seven minutes late with uh, a basket full of microphones. <laughs> so we're going to kick this off with a quick call to Hawaii. We'll be right back with Becca via Skype. Hello. Aloha. How are you? Aloha. Good. Becca, we wanted to quickly crash your baby moon because we are feeling the brunt of parenthood. I would say, you know, without hesitation that Bridget is really in the thick of it. I'd like to pretend like I am, but I can't even imagine. You'll know soon enough. I will know soon enough. So I wanted to ask, what's it like in Hawaii? (laughs) Hawaii is terrible here. It's just, it's stressful. And no, Hawaii is obviously amazing. It's amazing here. It's beautiful, sunny, I mean, mellow, like amazing and awesome. You're in Princeville, Kauai. Yes. Uh, I may or may not have once kissed my surf instructor there. Really? (laughs) Really. Look Uh, for him, Becca. (laughs) So, Becca, what's it like having a baby moon with a toddler, though? Well, so that's the thing. We had like it actually like a pretty extreme travel day on Saturday. Our flight left at five and we got we arrived to our house at midnight Hawaii time, which is with the time change. I think it was like 3 a.m. L.A. time. And then we didn't get to sleep until like 4 a.m. L.A. time. So that was like totally insane. And then... um River woke up with the sun on the following morning. So he slept like six, we all slept like six hours after that, which was crazy. So that is like a, that's a, like an example of, uh, you know, it's when you're with a toddler, I mean, everybody knows it's like you're, you're traveling. It's hard to feel like you're really like relaxing on vacation. Um, and you know, also River <laughs> this morning he woke up with a fever. So we're, um, dealing with that now and trying to figure out kind of how to adjust our plans. Becca, you're messing up this interview. Illness. You were supposed to be our great escape. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. That being said, though, yesterday, like, you know, we went, um, walked down to the beach and like, it's what, the amazing thing about having a toddler on a baby moon is that there are all of these precious moments, like, I basically spent the whole day yesterday crying because out of happiness, A, because I'm so hormonal, but also because like there are these beautiful moments, you know, watching Alex take River into the ocean and 
um, showing him new things and we would drive around and River would be like, Oh my gosh, look at that. Like, Oh wow, this is so cool. And it's really amazing to watch him sort of like discover all of these new amazing things and, and be traveling to a different place. Um, while, you know, there's a baby in my tummy and we're, this is our kind of like last hurrah as a, family of three and so there's a lot of like really intense nostalgia um and also a lot of you know just like standard family time parenting challenges Bridget do you have anything to add <laughs> I'm just nursing the baby well while we listen he'd love to go he's he's very interested in the Pacific Rim um does that count as the Pacific Rim uh, I was going to say, just the, ooh, excuse, that's George sneezing. <laughs> no, it sounds nice. But yeah, it's like, uh, I was thinking in, enjoy it's because, you know, you're, <laughs> you're have a newborn, but the flip side is I really appreciate how easy a newborn is when they're not demanding to be breastfed or crying all the time because they sleep a lot and three-year-olds don't. Three-year-olds do not while away right. the day snoozing. Do you guys have anything exciting planned for your itinerary? Any sort of volcanoes or uh, serve instructor makeouts or yeah. didn't they shoot South Pacific there? Alex really wants to go on a helicopter ride and play the Jurassic Park music. And I'm like, all of that sounds great. Not You can do it by yourself, maybe, um, while River's napping and then immediately come home when he's done. Did you put a life insurance policy out on him before this trip if he's going to go on helicopter rides while you're expecting number two? Right. I know. I do feel like oh, like it's it's our, part of my baby moon duty to allow him to have some like uh, controlled danger um, <laughs> and sort of like want to get that out of his system. Is River blasting Moana? We watched Moana last weekend, and I think we're going to try and watch it again while we're here. The airplane was Moana themed. Um, and we were sort of hoping for more Moana theme stuff here, but um, I think you mean Mo Moana. Oh oh my God, we're all sleep deprived. That's really funny. Mo Moana. We need Mo Moana. Uh, well, if River would like Sabrina to serenade him at any point this year, she has been singing it nonstop. She sang it on the podcast and now she just uh, walks out our front door and yells it for our entire neighborhood. It's nice. Phoebe won't watch it because she heard about the lava monster. Yeah, Sabrina does not like lava monster. And but but we made when River and Phoebe last hung out, we made them play freeze dance to Moana. Oh, pretty good. Well, thank you so much, Becca, for letting us crash your baby moon. Yeah, uh, we can't wait to talk to you oh, ba- when you're back in LA and have an amazing rest of your trip. And I hope River feels better. Thank you. He'll be fine once the um. Once the Tylenol kicks in um, and give all your babies kisses for me. Mahalo. <laughs> bye. That means thank you. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye, guys. Well, I'm so happy that Becca's in Hawaii right now with River and Alex. That's mm-hmm. so sweet that they did that getaway. It sounds really nice. It does sound nice. How are you doing, Bridget? doing pretty well. Yeah, you look like you're doing pretty well. Well, that's ridiculous. You're multitasking right now. <laughs> I am. I'm doing some, not even low-key nursing. I'm doing some, oh, George. Um, 
I have called this baby the wrong name a lot of times, and not his sister's name, just other people's names. Random names? Random names. My nephew's names. Um, names we didn't even consider naming him. <laughs> names that sound like George. I called him Joe while talking to baby's babysitter, so that worries me about my brain. But, hi. But um, I know who he is. Uh, but, yeah, it's, um, you know, the sleep, the sleep stuff with newborns and thinking about all the things I've said to my friends who've had their first kids and saying, like, you know, this sounds like such a long time, but by four months, and now that I'm in it, I'm like, oh, my God, four months. I'm not. It feels like forever. I don't know if I'm going to make it. So that's been humbling. That's how I feel with giving birth in, like, four or five months. Yeah. Would you mean waiting that long? Yeah. You have to do it, yeah. Because yeah. my belly feels. I, I, I was looking at third trimester pictures the other day. And um, I'm already there. You aren't. Physically. I mean, you're a petite yeah. person. You've remained petite. and But there's the magic of being really pregnant and thinking, like, I couldn't possibly get more pregnant. And then you do. <laughs> you're right. Uh, I was late. I was seven minutes late because I could not figure out what to wear. And so yeah. I'm recycling an outfit from earlier in the week that I, when I wore it out the door, Sabrina goes, you're wearing your PJs outside? <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, maternity wear. It's a white tank top and silk pants that yeah. were not in the PJ section. No. Yeah. Uh, very chic. Oh, yeah. I mean, I put on maternity pants second time around. I think we talked about this on the other one way, way earlier. And it's just your your abdomen, you know, those muscles, they give more easily. Oh, yeah. There's the nothing left. Around. Oh, yeah. And also with the coughing from the past oh, three yeah. months. Like, I, I should just be in a Depends commercial. Well, your pelvic floor, yeah. It's yeah. not, it's really, that was not a challenge of mine the first time, and it was this time. Mm. With the coughing okay. and the. Yeah. Well, because we have toddlers. Yeah. So the oh, coughing right. is just nonstop. Yeah, I probably wasn't. I Yeah, I think I took, I had one head cold during my first pregnancy, and then I was always like, that's George. George likes to be on air. I know, George, this is your very first interview. What do you want to tell us? you want to say i'm curious george how are you different from your sister in the early days well well i mean people have been asking what the difference is between boys and girls and so far like my standard answer is the genitals because other than that it's like do you do the pp tent or is that later so we were given a pack of the pp teepees <laughs> oh yeah and he shot one off with a stream of urine wow the first time we you. Used it. so that's very real the open air accidents and um this is a very sensitive issue, but I will say I hear there's a difference between circumcised and uncircumcised boys, that uncircumcised boys have less open-air accidents because there's a f- not as big of a temperature change. Not as sensitive, um, right? Yeah, no, well, or you're more sensitive because you like, have your foreskin, but yeah, but there's not cool but not air. not as sensitive to open air yeah, probably. Yeah, Got it. Um, <laughs> I know, that's all I'll say. I'm not going to get into details about our decisions about my son's mm-hmm. penis, mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, we, which, you know, one could argue were his decisions, but, you know, anyway, we... He is rocking the most beautiful mohawk. Yeah, he has a, so here are the big differences. He has a lot of hair. So much hair. His sister was very bald. Um, he... I hear you don't like the swaddle. He hates to be swaddled. His sister loved to be swaddled and loved pacifiers. I said this in a text to Ellie and our friend Claire yesterday. 
I've been told that every baby's different, blah, blah, blah. Every pregnancy's different. And I, I know that every baby's different, but now I believe it. <laughs> that was like my big breakthrough texting with you guys yesterday. It was like I intellectually understood what that meant. But now I, I, I feel it in my bones. <laughs> when can you break out the Magic Merlin sleep suit? Three months. I actually just oh my gosh, it's so long. I looked to see if there was an extra small one because he's pretty big for his age, which I know he looks so small when you're used to a three year old. Um, mm. But you can't; they can't be in it at his yeah. size. He's too little. So we've been the docketot went really well last night, which was a gift from Ellie and Becca. Yeah, um, and that was good last night. But and I'm using a Wolino, you know, and it's like, um, will you give us our your list? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is left over from last time. I bought a self-rocking rock and play, which is like um, for people who are intrigued by the snoo but mm-hmm. will or Don't uh, can't invest. spend the money, yeah. won't spend the money. Uh, I will definitely be looking into it. I In the middle of the night the other night, I said to Dan, what's what's four hours of uninterrupted sleep worth? Right. <laughs> that price tag starts to seem it's the mm-hmm. middle of the night price tag. Um, as I said yesterday, I'm now a little bit in the, like, let's just spend money um, to try to sleep more mode. Like, yeah. I was like, let's buy a baby shisher. Let's buy. But he's, so the Dockatot and the Wolino. The Wolino was, I was told I should try it. It's a sleep sack made of merino wool. Ooh. That supposedly is from two months to two years. And Whoa. he's only five and a half weeks, almost six. But he um, is, you have to weigh 10 pounds and he weighs more than that. So he's in the Wolino. And that's been nice. It is nice. And what else, George? Let's talk about Ruthie, who's sitting next to you. Yeah, our dog. We're both having some dog issues. Uh, it's very hard when you wake And this is something that my husband's dealing with. Thank goodness he's not making me deal with it. But uh, also Bridget's husband had to deal with it this morning. When you walk downstairs and there is uh, dog diarrhea all over your floor and you have to clean it up and you're just like already at your wits end when it comes to work and lack of sleep and juggling the family and then you're like, oh, the dog. The dog, yeah. She, um, yeah, so that was too bad. (laughs) (laughs) But but, uh, she, she's okay, you know. She's really into the baby. So, like, wherever the baby goes, I have a cute picture. She sits next to him. That's so sweet. And then, like, barks at people who stand up when he's, especially if he's nursing. So, I don't know what's going on with that. Phoebe, my daughter, has been pretty, the transition's been pretty good. But she's now taking it out on the dog, which is, like, a very traditional. She's proverbial. She's not actually kicking the dog. But, like, she tells the dog that the dog's in her spot all the time. Mm. She's like, move, Ruthie. And mm-hmm. is now speaking very rudely to the dog. Um, what do you say? Anything? How do you address that? Yeah, I mean the rude speaking is. I sort of I'm like, she'll move, honey. Give her a second. I won't let her. Uh, maybe not obviously, but I won't let her push the dog or try to right. kick. Like she wants to slide the dog out of the way all the time. <laughs> and also, I don't trust the dog. Right. So I've said to her, like, you know, if you do that, I don't want the dog to snap at you or yeah. any of that. So we're we're working on that. But mostly, um, I feel like the dog can tolerate being the target of her sibling mm-hmm. anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I'm letting it happen yeah. a little bit. I'm also um, fighting 
the urge with the Janet. So you know, I like Janet Lansbury, but yes. I like Rye Light. I like to say, mm-hmm. and um, which for our new listeners, yes. Janet Lansbury, uh, she's got two great books. Uh, my co-founder Bianca Kylik and I interviewed her years ago. Can you explain Rye real quickly? I mean, I'm I, mean I know that's yeah. why I wanted it's, you to do it. <laughs> it's, it stands for Resources in Infant Educaring. And it's a philosophy that a woman named Magda Gerber started in the 50s, I think, in L.A. And it's basically about treating babies with dignity and respect. Mm-hmm. So which, you speak to them directly. Yes. And you tell them exactly what you're going to do. So when you're changing George's diaper, you say, okay, George, I'm going to lay you down now. And mm-hmm. now I'm taking off your onesie. And yes. and you narrate everything. And you treat them respectfully. You assume that they're complete and fully realized people from the get-go, even if they can't communicate. There's some stuff that I, I like... I do tummy time. They're not super into tummy time. Um, and then they're very low intervention when kids have conflicts. And mm-hmm. on some, in some cases, I think that's great. But I'm a little more like also you don't force your kid to say please or thank you or I'm sorry. And I definitely do that. So there's stuff that I don't, especially with the older kids, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why you're Rye Light. That's why I'm Rye Light. But when they're babies, I do all of that and I narrate. Um, but with my with my daughter – She's been more reactive, like things that normally she'd say, like, I don't want to wear a hair bow and pull it out. She'll say, I don't want to wear a hair bow. And then she'll cry. And I have to fight the urge to be like, is this because you have a baby? Uh (laughs) Or like to hold her and be like, it's so hard to be a sister. And it's like, that's not what she's saying. So I don't want to put that on her. So I'll be like, oh, it's so frustrating to have to wear a hair bow. Um, How do you have a long enough fuse for that, especially with the sleep deprivation? My fuse is so short. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like I've moved into an exhausted state where I don't have the will mm. to react promptly. I mean, we definitely, like this morning with the poop downstairs, the dog poop, um, my husband was like, sit down, baby, a few times, like mm-hmm. snapped at her. Um, and she didn't mind because it was like exciting. There was mopping happening and like... <laughs> And she had discovered the poop originally, so like she right. had some ownership. Um, but I, I don't know. I wish I could be like, oh, it's my mindful meditation practice, but that's not true at all. I think it's just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very sympathetic, and like I mm-hmm. want to. This isn't like about my qualities, but I want to make sure she doesn't. I don't know feel like she's in trouble for right for being emotional oh, but yeah. it's definitely i mean yesterday i i said she was being a real pill at one point it's it's hard and it's like and she's allowed to be she mm-hmm. her her world has upended um and you know his needs are easier to meet mm. so who do you address first her her okay but and i try to get her to be collaborative but now every time we cry she says i think he wants the milk I think you went to Milk Mom, and I'm like, she's really, she's really a lactivist. She's a <laughs> pushing lactivist. <laughs> Did you make that up? No, that's good though. I should say yes, but just to claim it, but no, I didn't. Oh. George, George, do you want another snack? Yeah, I'm gonna be like Phoebe. I think he wants yeah, milk. Exactly, he's hungry again. Oh, yeah. I just remember at the grocery store when Sabrina was teeny tiny and she'd be fussy, and every stranger would come up and say, "I think she's hungry. Yeah. I think she's hungry." And you're like, like, I don't know you. You have right. no it's idea like, what's how going your on. Breasts. Oh, yes. So when you have visitors come over, yes. now that you've had a month of them, 
What do you think are the do's and don'ts? I would say, you know, besides don't have a podcast, come this over. This has been great. This has been great. Um, uh, first of all, Ellie came over. Well, no, hold on. I know I've mentioned this on here before. I was waiting at Ellie's house when she came home from Cedars with Sabrina from the hospital. Which so is sweet. Which, that's so nice you think that. But really, like, that's a crazy thing to do. Like, that's not to not be a grandparent and to be at the house. Like, I didn't expect to be entertained, but still, you might have wanted to come into your empty house. No, it was really great because that drive was really scary for me, trying to get her in the car seat. And then we are driving home with this little being and everyone's having brunch on Beverly Boulevard. And I'm like, how? I feel like I just came out of a tunnel. And it, that was such a weird experience, that drive home. So it felt really good Okay, uh, that you were there. Okay, good. Thank God. I'm glad. Um, so right after I got home... With George, Ellie came over, um, told me to leave her a key, and came over and brought a ton of delicious prepared frozen food for me. This yeah, time that my day. girlfriend, Eleanor, who's a longtime listener of the podcast, she is a cook. Yeah. And so I— Ellie um, brought professionally I, prepared I, I sponsored. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to do this to Bridget. I'm not going to try and cook and, like, ruin it was her so, month. It was so nice. It was so nice. Because the food, the meal train thing is really great. But this was, like, everything was really good and frozen with explicit instructions. We actually still have some scones. I should bake them for you today. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was wonderful. And Ellie didn't even... She was like, don't even come downstairs. But I did because I heard her. But the baby was still upstairs asleep and stuff. So but we were in and out. It was great. Yeah, it was really fast. Oh, and of that sweet Valentine's Day house for Phoebe oh and a gosh. treat for Phoebe. I know. Um, Which you might have seen on Instagram, everybody, uh, because Eleanor also gave us one. That was the cutest thing ever. We made oh my, these love Phoebe shacks. still talks about it. She was like, can I eat my Valentine gingerbread? Yeah. It's a, it, we should have Eleanor like make that a business. Yeah. Just do, do gingerbread houses for every season. We look. We claimed it. It's it's already yeah. been copyrighted. It's, it's done. Yeah, totally. We're gonna have leprechaun houses <laughs> yeah. for St. Patrick's Day. Um, uh, anyway, so they got to decorate it, which was really fun. Yeah. So so bring food. Don't stay very long. I set my alarm when you come. When I go places, yeah. it's it's. But and I always have a cold now, so I never go. I know. I never well, see new babies. I was really like with Phoebe. We had so many. I wanted visitors, um, and we had so many, and it it was very exciting. And this time I've been like, oh, you'll see him eventually. Um, But he's also been out a lot more than she was just Mm -hmm. out of necessity. Mm -hmm. Um, But two dishes, maybe bring your own water bottle so that they can't even offer you water. That's well. So (laughs) a man my husband works with who's in his 50s and his wife um, came over when, well, he just, the husband came over right when Phoebe was born, and he walked in the door, and I said, hi, so good to see you. Here's the baby. Can I get you anything? And he said, oh, no, my wife said the minute you offer, I have to leave. Because <laughs> that's, like, the appropriate the length code. of time. And he was like, but you just did it at the door. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm too polite. Um, so that was funny. And they came this time, too, both both members of the couple, and um, they played with Phoebe the whole time. That's genius. Which is really I nice. I have thought of that, which yeah, is funny. Yeah, I mean, they like, played I'm hide and seek the whole time in our house, which also I was like, this is scary. Like, we hadn't really cleaned properly. I was like, please don't go in the laundry room. Um, the laundry closet. Uh, but it was, so yeah, I, I think doing dishes is such a terrible task. We had to do dishes. Maybe uh, also focus the conversation on the parents. Yes. If there isn't a toddler around to play with, because... They don't want to hear about what's going on in the world. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like it's hard because the rest of us are living our lives, 
but yeah. you guys are in a tunnel those first few weeks at least. Yeah, it's true. George, George. Because you're so sleep deprived, I'm going to ask you this because I feel like you're in a weak moment yeah, and I can just get all the truth out. Do you think that motherhood helps with creativity or does it just um, kind of destroy it because you're so tired and you never have a free moment of boredom to even like come up with ideas? I think that at the I think that now I confidently believe that it helps with it. The first six months of Phoebe's life, my first child, I was like, well, that's it. I hope I enjoyed my youth of creativity and, and you know, I and writing. I used to write and I'm writing again. Um, but I I really thought, like, this is, this is just something. You just disappear into this role. Mm-hmm. And even if you have another job, job I mean, you mm-hmm. know what I say? If you have a career outside of the home, um, it's still impossible that you, your yourself is consumed by it. But then, then they get older, and I don't they think that's older. true anymore. Right. And I don't feel that way. And also, like Zadie Smith and Jane Smiley, and all these terrific novelists who are quick to be like, "Well, I I have four, three children, four children," or I think Zadie Smith has two mm-hmm. children. Um, so no, I think it does help. I think it does help, and I think there's a thing that happens, and we were just talking about this, where in a lot of ways your focus gets so much larger having a child and. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel so much more um, empathy and connection to the world at large. And then I also feel much more selfish about my own family um, in a way that I didn't before. That, mm-hmm. the, I, that, that, you know, I don't know. But I also feel... In what ways do you feel well, more quote-unquote selfish about your family? Well, <laughs> like for me, I can say I say no to way more things. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I don't feel bad about it. And I don't even try to explain to other people the ins and outs of my husband's trying to create a TV show and my daughter's yeah. not sleeping at all. And, you know, I'm really tired and I can do one event a day. Oh, George. Okay. Well, little George, thank you George for being our very special guest today. Ruthie, little Ruthie. Ruthie's the dog, little hairy Ruthie. Thank you for also being a guest. She's looking up quizzically at George. And uh, Bridget, thanks for letting us crash at your house. My pleasure. With your infant. Thanks for having me. And uh, all right, everybody. Trust in your goodness. Live out your greatness. Rock on. Atomic Moms. Mm-hmm.